Are you offering your clients the experience they really want? Or are you offering them what you think they want? Join hosts Laura Gregg and David Partain from FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds as they talk with a variety of industry experts and advisors, just like you, about their latest industry research to help you develop the flexible mindset you need to rise above the crowd. Hello, and welcome to the Flexible Advisor Podcast. I'm Laura Gregg, and I am joined with my co-host, David Partain. Hello, David. Hello, Laura. Excited about today's podcast. I'm so excited about our guests talking about productivity and organizing right up my alley. I am pumped. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of our regular listeners, you know that on the Flexible Advisors, we're always looking to invite guests that will provide unique insights and actionable ideas for advisors that want to fine tune or grow their businesses, all while deepening those important client relationships. And today will be the third in a series of conversations about FlexShare's third research study on advisor wellness. In this episode and the others that follow, we will talk with thought leaders and dive into the research findings. Our goal with each of these conversations is to leave you, our listeners, with ideas to help you focus on your own wellness so that you can better serve your clients and your employees. We'll also be sharing insights as to why this research is important as we try to bring more professionals into the financial advisory business. So as David suggested earlier, in today's episode, we will focus on creating thoughtful strategies for task and time management, which might be a key stress reliever for many advisors. And what we know from our research is that advisors are navigating their days with high levels of stress. And we hope that some of the ideas and tactics from our guest, Patty Creamer, will help reduce some daily stress and free up time for advisors to focus on the things that bring them joy. So let me tell you a little bit about Patty. Patty Creamer is a certified professional organizer, a productivity coach, a speaker, an author, and a partner and co-owner at Productivity Uncorked, LLC. Patty works directly with overwhelmed financial advisors to calm the swirls in their head while confidently creating new boundaries that align with the life they wish to be living. Her strategic practice management processes enable them to become more productive and perform better with less stress. Patty, we are thrilled to have you on the the Flexible Advisor today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with all of you today. Okay, so first I want to deal with my swirls. No, just kidding. (laughs) Patty, I know there are more than a few of us that wish we could be more productive and efficient in our lives. Uh, At least my wife tells me she wishes I could be. So tell us a little bit more about your background, how you came to focus on this as a career and the types of professionals you help. Well, okay, I could do that. Um, Just to get you started to understand who I am, as a kid, I used to alphabetize my Halloween candy in (laughs) shoeboxes from Almond Joy to Zagnut. So there was no surprise when I became a professional organizer for businesses. And I started that in 99 and I sat for the CPO exam, which is the Certified Professional Organizer organizer exam in 2007. It was the first time that they ever had it in the world. So I was one of the first in the world, which is always fun to say. 
Um, I'm a speaker and an author, as you had mentioned, and I've always been organizing um, for companies. I always like to work in businesses. And um, along the way, I got a coaching certification in brain-based challenges and organizing. And so I'm a, a productivity coach. And here at Productivity Uncorked, we only work with financial advisors. Um, and so we're their productivity coach. So I help them to sort of rein in, as I said in the beginning, that all the swirls and help them to, to put everything, get all the butterflies flying in formation and, uh, and help them to take control of their day. So that's who we work with. Oh, look, Laura, a squirrel. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I understand you've written several books on the topic of productivity. And first off, congratulations. Getting one book published is a big deal. Getting several, that's just, that's just incredible. So Thanks. congrats. Thank yeah. you. So tell us a little bit about your books and where were they written primary for the benefit of financial advisors? Um, well, initially in, in 2002, I wrote my first book, but I might need it someday because most people say that <laughs> they're always trying to find things when they need them and can't seem to, to do that. And I was kind of challenged to write that first book when I was in an elevator with a bunch of professional speakers who said, man, I wish 20 years ago I'd written a book. And I thought I'm going home right now and writing a book. So I did. And, uh, and then the power of simplicity came around in 2004. So I thought that was sort of, it's, it's very complimentary to the organizing just to simplify life. And then I was fortunate enough to be selected to be a co-author with Stephen Covey in, in a compilation book called Success Simplified in 2011. And wow. most recently, uh, Michelle Donovan and myself were business partners. We, we wrote in 2018 the Amazon bestseller in the financial services called A Woman's Way, Empowering Female Financial Advisors to Authentically Lead and Flourish in a Man's World. So that was the one that was really geared toward the advisors um, when we started to niche working with them probably 10, 12 years ago, and finally decided to write a book specifically for them. And uh, Patty, I think that book was how I was introduced to you and Michelle. And, um, you know, for our listeners out there, it's, it's a quick read, it's very helpful, and you dive deep into how to become more productive and, and just, you know, little tips and tricks that you provide um, can really make meaningful difference. You know, as, as our research tells us, advisors and especially female advisors are reporting very high levels of stress. And, and that was true even before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, but for women, those stress levels climbed higher over the last year, while their male counterparts actually reported stress levels a little bit lower. So our, our data tells us that as coping strategies go, women tend to favor more of those on the job strategies. Like number one was exercise, so not on the job. Mm -hmm. um, but number two and number three were being good to clients and task and time management. And by contrast, uh, the male advisors, their top three coping strategies for stress were tended to be off the job strategies, exercise, mindset, and leisure activities. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious if you've noticed any uptick in stress levels with your female advisor clients and which productivity tools seem to help them better manage that stress. Yeah, that that's those are really good observations. That stress is a huge part of a female advisor's life. Um, women are nurturers by nature. <laughs> Not that's generally speaking, I get that, and they're multitaskers uh, also by nature. And so, yeah, they take on 
more than they should. And then what happens is it becomes unsustainable. Their expectations are set. People start expecting more from them. And so women, women seem to have have that happen to them. But during the pandemic, women have had to carry even more of the load. But I have to tell you, to be fair, and I don't know if this is because the pandemic happened um, and, and men reached out to us, but I've noticed men struggling a bit more as well. And perhaps, like I said, during the pandemic, men were out of their league because they were working from home. They had kids to deal with. And that's the first time they've ever had that exposure to, you know, having to work, deal with home and work at the same time, because they've never had to do that before. Um, And working from home is, you know, for some, it's not easy and there's nowhere to escape and they're being pulled into the family care and they're way, way more than they expected. You know, they're homeschooling, they're, they have their pets around, they have parents around, they're the playmate for these kids, they're everything. So I've worked with women who have really found it to be difficult, but to be perfectly honest, I've had several men who have been completely out of their league and female advisor, you know, clients of ours, um, some of them have, are loving working for home because they're not, there's not so much guilt in spending time with their kids and they can, they've, you know, in the beginning it was hard, but then they were able to figure out a schedule where they could, you know, work in the evening when the kids were sleeping or something like that. But it just seemed um, a lot of them really adapted to that. And it's such a mixed bag. There's some people really loved it um, are loving working from home and others just can't wait to get back to the office. And a lot of that might have to do with, you know, being female or male, but also um, just to personality styles as well. You know, I so appreciate that. And as David will attest, I, uh, one of my pet peeves Mm -hmm. is when people talk about women as if we're all the same. We have the mm-hmm. same experience. And and uh, we got into to that discussion a little bit on our last uh, wellness podcast with uh, Dr. Chloe Carmichael, and w- where we were talking about men. And, you know, I'm wondering, you know, we, we talked in that episode on whether we think, um, and I'd love to get your opinion on this, um, the men being at home and all of a sudden having to be responsible for some of them um, mm-hmm. for the family care and e-learning and all of that. Do you think that that's that uh, understanding and, and being in that situation will change the look of business going forward more so than if it were just a female thing? Well, that's a really good question. And I don't know the answer to that, but my, my thought is that once the pandemic is, is gone and people do go back to work, there are, again, it's going to be a mixed bag. There are some men who have really loved being home and others who cannot wait to get out from under <laughs> being there. So um, I think that it's, I, I just believe that it's an individual thing. Some guys, some of the men that we work with really cannot, can't wait. To <laughs> it's a horrible thing to say, but can't wait to just go back to work. Um, others have actually carved time in their schedule and plan on staying home and working from home and have family time literally built into their day at lunchtime and at you know two o'clock and are really working in tandem with their their partner. So um, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I think it's it's an individual case by case uh, situation. So, you know, going remote and, uh, you know, I'm sure you needed to make some changes to your business model during the pandemic. I'm, I'm wondering what advisors were struggling with as they tried to get organized as they went home to work and, and how you were able to help them. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, um, fortunately for 26 years, I worked from home, so I didn't have a whole lot of switching around to do, but for our clients, the struggle, there was, there were several struggles, but the first one was with space, um, became such a huge issue there. Nobody really expected to have to work from home and now they have kids home and whether, you know, they could be anywhere from infants up to college age or beyond, because a lot of kids moved back home that were out of school. And so they had all these new people in their house and, you know, it just, that became a really big sharing everything and then not having enough room for that. So the bigger part of that, Laura, is that they had all this stuff, like physical stuff that they could typically before the pandemic hit, they could leave and go to work and not have to be around all that in their workspace. And so that's really, I've helped a lot of people declutter their home and create that space so that they could actually work from home and just try to make it all work out because there's a lot of, there's a lot of different things that come into play with this. Um, interruptions were huge. Nobody had any boundaries created. People were just sort of running around. The, the kids were coming into their offices. Um, you know, in the beginning of the pandemic, we saw everybody on the Zoom calls, <laughs> the kids and the pets walking in and, and all that. And then it came to a point where there had to be some communication and some boundaries set and some expectations. But I've really helped many literally carve out an office space. I, I had people working on their bed and that's because that was the only place, but really helping them to, to go through and say, okay, there's got to be a corner of the house where we can take everything out and put it in and make it functional, comfortable and decorate it for you to where you feel like you're going to a place that you want to be and not like in a dungeon somewhere. That is, um, it's really ringing true for me, Patty. I, mm-hmm. I had college kids that came home. My husband was working from home, my high school student, and I'd always worked a couple days from home for the last 20 some years. And then, and it was fine. I thought this was going to be super easy, but then everybody was invading my space. And it, one day I found myself in the living room on a chair with my laptop and <laughs> everybody else had the desks and the tables and like something is wrong here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I should have given you a call. <laughs> but it was, is it, you know, was that a challenge to help uh, advisors figure that out and to set those boundaries? And, you know, was, is there a, a secret sauce you did to, to help them out there? I think that, I don't know if I have a secret sauce, so to speak, but it's, it's just basically stopping long enough to talk it through because everybody kind of got thrown home and they were, they, nobody had a plan in place. They didn't get to think it through. And, you know, then the kids weren't able to go to school and, and it's people just kept coming home. Like you said, your college age kids came home and you're like, okay, <laughs> where are we going to put everybody? And, you know, you're sharing space, you're sharing Wi-Fi, you're sharing the kitchen table for workspace. And so it was really just saying, okay, let's get everybody on the same page in the house. And I would talk to the person that was my client and I would say, okay, let you need to have a family meeting and, and figure this out to where everybody's content and not, nobody's really suffering as much as they were. Cause some people, like you said, get thrown into a corner and they're not effective or productive and they're just not happy there. So really just taking the time to, to think it through and create that plan and have some communication together as a family and, and, and kind of create those boundaries and expectations was really helpful. Well, as an individual who I actually did work from home starting in 2000 for a time as I tried to start a couple of companies on my own, mm-hmm. I knew the, um, the various blocks that could come, including uh, children coming to your door while you're on a call. And so it was, 
it was very it was something that I hadn't uh, had to deal with for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. But as someone also who 10 years ago was diagnosed with ADHD and has been on medication to help me, I knew that I needed to get my life in order. And so we I'm fortunate in my current situation that my kids are all out of the house, one's in college, but uh, and my wife doesn't work from home. So it's it does where it gets to me is when I get lonely because there's mm -hmm. you could go a whole day without really talking to anybody. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it's been a little bit more of a of an, an issue for me rather than being uh, productive. It's being almost overly productive. And I have talked on previous podcasts about how my team, including Laura, we've just become really more productive. And for a lot of us, mm -hmm. it's that three hour commute that we don't longer have right uh, home into the city and then back out. And so we're actually devoting much more of that time to getting more work done. And as a team, we've talked through strategies to help us hopefully not burn out, yet I've heard from others that they are concerned their teams may be not as productive from home. I'm curious how you've been coaching your clients as they've worked from home. That it's a, you know, you, you're one of the people that said that you really get lonely and there's, there's that side of it, the people who are really people focused and they, you know, Zoom can only go so far, so far and Zoom fatigue is a real thing. They just need that. So what I would help people do on the lonely side is I would have them schedule regular calls with certain people that they really mm -hmm. got energy from. You know, sometimes you just don't even think to call the people that you really, that you've sort of bounced off of at work, the ones that used to clown yeah. around in the, in the kitchen area. <laughs> and so even though you have nothing to do with them during the workday, technically uh, for work, you can use, I had them regularly schedule calls with them so that they could feel that energy. And then there are those people <laughs> who are the introverts who have been practicing this for their entire life who <laughs> are dreading the thought of even going back to work. And they, this has been like their best year ever because yeah. they've become so productive. So knowing yourself and how to put the people in front of you that you need to uh, have in front of you and, you know, communication, um, just to communicating to the right people that you need to have in your life and, and making the time for them is really helpful. What I do with a lot of my clients, one of the tools that I have to help people be more productive at home is I've helped them create what I call an ideal week. And the ideal week is something where it's absolutely that it's ideal. If you had your best week ever from, from Monday morning to Sunday night, uh, what would it look like? And I help them create that and put in all the things that they need and that they value and the thing, their big rocks go in there and help them to chunk their time. Uh, because <laughs> some people got home and they just was like wandering around doing laundry, you know, <laughs> checking out their refrigerator and not feeling like they had any kind of a plan. And so I help them create that. And that's one of the big tools that I help. So, so people, even if they're at home, Fortunately for you, you've been productive, but many people have been just sort of walking around in circles mm -hmm. and uh, helping them to create that ideal week and their expectations and boundaries again is really important. 
So Laura, I just hope your ideal week includes me. That's, that's all I know. <laughs> of course it does. I start every Monday morning with you. <laughs> so, you know, Patty, while we know never to assume that we know what the future might bring and 2020 certainly was a wake up call on that front. I am starting to see some optimism, having conversations about uh, people returning to their office and, and, you you know, discussions on, you know, when will everybody be back, especially as vaccination rates continue to climb. Um, but I'm also hearing a lot of speculation that we'll probably see a lot more hybrid situations with people working a few days in the office and a couple days from home. I'm hoping you could provide some tips on what should be top of mind for individuals as they embark on a potentially new hybrid work situation. Yeah, that's it's it's coming down the pike. I just did a session last week. I created <clears throat> created a new program. It's about having a balanced life during COVID and beyond because people are now starting to make that choice. I've just, as I said, spoke for a firm um, last Thursday, I think it was, and the they are getting a choice of how many days they want to work in the office and at home. And it was a whole um, different. There were all kind of different answers. Some people want to go back full time. Others, you know, part two or three days a week, and knowing what you want, you know, you have, if you look back pre COVID and what your life was like, and David, you said you had this three hour commute that you no longer have. And then you look, and there are certain things that you loved pre COVID and there were certain things you didn't love. And so as we get back to going to this hybrid or whatever your choice is, if you have a choice, pick the best things from pre COVID and during COVID and sort of what I, I do a stop, start and continue exercise where what are the things I want to stop doing? What are the things I want to start doing? And what do I want to continue doing? And those are the, the categories of things that you want to carry as you go, uh, get ready to go back to, to whether it's the office or the hybrid model. And you want to, so now is the time to think about that. You want to be proactive as back to the office becomes a thing and set those new clear expectations for yourself and for others, whenever you go back upon return. So consider and prepare for the home office hybrid. Um, if you need to have two of everything, you know, so you're not forgetting stuff when you're at one place and then the other, because that's going to be an issue. <laughs> so thinking ahead of what you need in both places um, and really avoiding going back to those bad pre-COVID habits. Um, and, and one of the bigger things I encourage people to do is as you do return and you start to, things are going to be different. There's no, there's just no question. Start, be, don't be afraid to ask for help at home and at work, you know, from your family or from your coworkers to make this easier for you, because then that helps everybody whenever you might be able to help somebody else as well. So Patty, I think another big stressor for advisors this year, I mean, I know it has been because they've reached out to us quite a bit, but it was a dramatic shift in how they were conducting business development. Mm -hmm. You know, prior to the pandemic, so many advisors relied on taking their clients and prospects out to dinner for a round of golf. And of course that disappeared overnight. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, we're, the vaccines are now, you know, widely available what are some tips that you have for advisors that may need some help on creating a more hybrid approach to entertaining and business development? Well, that's a really good question. The other half of our business here at Productivity Uncork is on, on referrals and business development. And Michelle has been working with her clients. That's what she does. Um, and so many of our clients, actually all of our clients, um, if I'm being 
thoughtful about it, have had their best growth year ever. And they have come up with some really good ideas because not everybody in your client base is going to want to go back to these in-person things. They've kind of become accustomed to not having to make the effort. <laughs> so one of our clients uh, mails their client a bottle of wine to share while he's on the phone with them in the evening and having the review meeting. Um, or another one is using Uber Eats and they're sending coffee and a bagel while they Zoom in the morning. And so not having to actually physically go anywhere, but making some arrangements to have those meetings still happen. And certainly some of, the, some of your clients are going to want to go back to the dinners and the golf and the wine tasting and all those things that you do. And some advisors want to do that. But many clients have really adjusted to not having those things. So you want to ask your clients what they want. And I, I think one of the bigger things about getting business development and being in front of people is really advisors need to embrace social media. Um, if you haven't, your competition has. So um, everybody's like, what compliance and all that, but there are ways to do that and you want to be out there. And I think that that's a big opportunity. If you haven't figured that out during the pandemic, it might be a time to start thinking about that. Um, we have some places that are doing offering virtual options alongside the in-person events. So people who don't really want to make the effort to go, they could still be a part of it and have a live feed. Um, so they, these are some things that I've been thinking about. Um, you know, they can be, so if, if you're a, an advisor, you can offer both virtual and in-person events at the same time or in different times. Um, so I think that those are some things to, to really, I guess, my, my, ask your clients what they want before you assume that they want to do all those things again. Because it could save me, it can save your budget, but it also you can put that money elsewhere in, in um, entertaining them in different ways. Yeah, one of the things that I'm going to miss most is the time to walk. I love walking, and we have great trails mm -hmm. where I am. And I like this morning. I I walk four miles, and typically walk between four and six. And I actually, before it got really cold here in the Chicago land area, I was I walked a half marathon. And so it was, uh, it, I have just loved that time. And it's one of those things, I don't know how I'm going to make uh, time for it, but I know I need to, because it really, there's so many productivity mm -hmm. enhancements for me when, when I walk. And so we've covered a lot of ground today and man, do I appreciate your insights, but I'd like to close out our episode with some, an actual takeaway. And we'd like to do this for advisors who are listening. What two things do you think most advisors can do beginning today to become more efficient and productive? Okay. Uh, the first thing I want people to remember is you don't deliver insulin. As a financial mm -hmm. advisor, people aren't going to die if you don't respond quickly or if you're not, I, don't get me wrong, customer service and client services are huge, but you don't deliver insulin. So the stress that you put on yourself to do things quickly, you need to remember that that's not necessarily what people expect. So think back to your pre-COVID life, your routines and how much they've changed and everyone's expectations along the way and try to create those expectations that you want to have going forward. And then the next one is, the last one is to create your ideal week to align with your new expectations. And I have an ideal week template that people can reach out to me um, to get that if they'd like a copy of it. So that, those are the two things. Just remember you don't deliver insulin and create that ideal week. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that ideal week. So Patty, what a wonderful conversation. And it has been a real delight to have you on the podcast today. We look forward to speaking with you again soon. And please come back. Oh, the pleasure has absolutely been mine. And I'd love to come back. Thank you so much, David and Laura. Thank you. If you are an advisor and would like to know more about what Patty and her partner, Michelle Donovan, offer, just visit productivityuncorked.com. That's productivityuncorked.com. We will also include this link in our show notes. If you like this podcast, you may also like the other FlexShares podcast called Funds in Focus. Check it out today and you will find it wherever you get your podcasts. For myself and Laura Gregg, we want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us on today's episode of The Flexible Advisor. Thank you for listening to the Flexible Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds or Northern Trust. All investments involve risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider the FlexShares investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. This and other information is in the prospectus and a summary prospectus, copies of which may be obtained by visiting www.flexshares.com. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Foresight Fund Services, LLC Distributor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Although we attempt to keep the information complete and current, we do not warrant that the content herein is accurate, complete, or current. We make no commitment to update the content herein. It is your responsibility to verify any information before relying on it. The content of this podcast may include technical inaccuracies. We may make changes in the products and or services described herein at any time. We provide you this information with the understanding that we are not rendering accounting, legal, or tax advice please consult your legal or tax advisor concerning such matters.